0: And now, the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Staten and Tyler Handsbro. What's up everybody? Welcome to the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. This is Sleep Dog with the Big Hawk. What's up everybody? It's the Big Hawk. We have a beautiful podcast,
1: absolutely gorgeous podcast coming for you guys, and it is just a beautiful, amazing uh, day outside. It is springtime's coming. Uh, It means March Madness is right around the corner. I'm excited to talk about the state of the Tar Heel sleep.
0: Dude, I had pollen on my car when I got up this morning, man. It's here. It's uh yeah. I've I've been I've been ahead of the game. I'm not usually prepared for a whole lot of things, but allergy season, man. The cost of allergy medicine is obnoxious right now. Gotta get a flow gotta get the uh Cialis. Oh uh, uh damn, Claritin. Sorry, that's not a pretty that good uh, wrong, wrong allergy one. medicine. That one
1: works really well. <laughs> that one will keep you, uh,
0: yeah, I mean, hell, all right. Well, um <laughs> hey, I'm getting old, but damn. What
1: what is the best allergy medicine? Honestly, what you go to because claritin doesn't work. It's fake. Uh Zyrtec for me is the best. It's not the uh soft gel, it's just an old school. Yeah, and the price tag on those things is criminal. Yeah, and that's one thing where the name brand to me works better than the off
0: brand. Agreed. And I think that's a placebo effect. Yeah, but you gotta buy the kind where it's like, don't you dare bite into it because it'll damn put you on a gurney. But The old school white tablet is the way I don't know. I don't understand. Like people, people freak out about like vaccines and all this sort of stuff. I'm like, I don't understand how you can put a tablet the size of like, I don't even know how small a pen tip in your system and it will alleviate a lot of shit. So I don't know what's in that thing, but I don't want to know you still um, talking
1: about allergy, right? Yeah, definitely the allergy medicine, man. Okay. No, it's I, white, I will white tell you, pill. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that, um, uh, and you will pay if you don't take it if you have bad you will, allergies. Dude. I would tell you, I didn't take mine. I, I take the Zyrtec before I go to sleep. Yeah. It also has an effect. Maybe placebo helps me sleep at night. Uh, but, man, I woke up and I was like, what's wrong with me? Yep,
0: forgot to take the Zyrtec last night. Dr. Brandon in the house. So last, during COVID, I was like running a lot. And I got this point where I was having like trouble sort of like not trouble breathing, but it was just like I was laboring more and I was in like, <laughs> I mean, way better shape than I am now, but I was in pretty good shape for then. And and I went to the doctor because I thought I was like, man, maybe I got like COVID or some sort of respiratory thing that's bothering me. And it turned out that, you know, they have the, the shit you can buy over the counter and then they got the shit that you can make meth with that they have to go behind the counter and get like the Zyrtec D or Claritin D. I just and take so, regular. Yeah. Turns out it was the, whatever D stands for, it stands for, you know, these um, breaths are getting a lot harder to take when you run with it. So, yeah, the standard is the is what you go with. Uh, flow naze. This is my routine. I hit a flow naze on each nostril. One pump, pop, pop. Uh, that stuff gets going down the back of your throat. You know, it's cooking, uh, Claritin, uh, and those uh, the Zatador eye drops, bang, bang, one in each eye, just blink a couple times, feel a little burn. And then you're ready to face. Um, yeah, I definitely, I don't take Cialis, but I do take Prilosec and Prilosec is another, I'm telling you, man, acid reducer. When you start creeping up on, on, uh, on the hill on 40, that shit, I, that's a miracle drug too. I don't know what's in that either, but they uh, prescribe you start taking I, that shit
1: I, I'm going to tell you a game changer for me is to change the air filter. The Dude. air filter is a big deal. Change it. Get a high quality air filter. Change it once a month and it will really help your allergies. I'm Bro, telling people. I'm, and then Zyrtec it right before bed. Uh, it also reduces the snoring at night. So if you're sleeping winter. Uh, your significant other than you won't, but you just sound like a freight train coming at them.
0: Well, I might have to. So here's the, I'm free advertising. We don't do that often, but you got to go with filter easy, dude. So they will mail you a filter, air filter on whenever you want it, like high quality stuff, like big, like, like, uh, what is it? Uh, HEPA, not HIPAA, but HEPA, right? They, they go through all this quality air control stuff, dude. They will put that some bitch right on your front door and it's in the best part about it is you don't have to remember because I mean, a lot of people don't remember to change their air filter. And you, when you do remember, you're like, oh, good God. Like, guys, you like got to do it. Great impression in there. But mm-hmm. if you go to filter easy, ain't, you know, they'll put it right on your front door and it's the right size. And you just, and it reminds you, oh, yeah, I got. And then when you go open it, you're like, sure as shit, man, I did need to do this. My house is, you should see mine with a dog and a cat and a remodel. <laughs> True. Um, I got
1: the blue air just sitting here, a big cube. Uh, it's a air purifier uh-huh. Did that not sponsored by blue air. No, uh, just giving a free appetizer. I know yeah. everyone's going to go buy one now. Uh, <laughs> and then I change the air filter once a month. And if, if I'm feeling maybe it's psychological, I'll go change it twice. Maybe. A month. Yeah. Twice a month. Just,
0: maybe, you know, my out. Yeah. Hey, this is a bad season. I'm like, okay. Done with the air filter. Let's get a new one. A little itch in your throat, man. I was like a hey, new air filter. Try it. Can't hurt. Yeah. Um, uh, uh-huh. Anyway, on the topics for today. Um, I'm sure we might get off on some other side roads. Carolina, maybe they're back in it. We're gonna talk about that. Uh, we got we're off three wins in a row, all of which must win. We got a big one coming up against Duke this weekend, also a must win. We got Lunardi up here talking about we're still not in. We're being big hawk gonna debate uh whether or not we think that's true, false, or otherwise. Um, state Duke tonight, it'll be the, last night if you're listening. Uh KD. Debuts for the Suns tonight also will be last night, if you're listening. Carson Wentz just spent his last night with the Commanders. They cut his ass. Uh, Thank God. Might get a little into this Brandon Miller situation, see what people think about that. And then we got a special edition cookie review. And if you're a Tar Heel fan, you take a wild guess of what we're going to review. First things first, I don't even remember if we talked about Duke. I mean, uh, got on my note here, Duke. I don't remember if we talked about Notre Dame, but we beat their ass. I thought, here's what happened. I really, I think I can take credit for the recent swing turn of events. So for those of you that don't know on our Twitter feed, at SleepHawkWW on Twitter, I got to be careful sometimes of what I tweet because I don't have a reputation to maintain with the university or the school or whatever. So I got to be careful sometimes I don't tweet stuff, Big Hawk, that I'm like, all right, man, if I'm Tyler, I don't say this, right? But if I'm Sleep Dog, nobody gives a shit, but I'm under this umbrella of our thing, right? So at halftime, of the Notre Dame game. I mean, it was a lot of Tar Heel fans in dark places, including myself. And I tweeted out at halftime. I said, this team can kiss the tournament goodbye. That's what that was all me. Okay, just for the record. All all uh 13 of you that saw that tweet. And since that time, there's been some ups and downs, but since that time, I don't think they've lost a half of basketball. I mean, they played better. I won't even say great. I don't think great even really exists this season, no matter who you look at. But back on track, I man, doing what they have to do. They won three in a row. They got a chance to beat Duke, make four in a row, get a second quad one, get into the tournament with a halfway decent seed. They're in the top half of the ACC. Get a couple more wins under their belt and let the chips fall where they may. Um, backed it up with that UVA win. Backed it up last night with a... Hit a bump in the road in the second half, but you know never really got... Two in doubt uh at Florida State. So what big hawk, where are we right now? Talk about maybe the Virginia game. Talk about Florida State, however you want to address it. But obviously everybody wants to know what you think, whether we're in or out. I hate that question. Um first of all yeah, Alice. <laughs> answer that question. Um
1: first of all, if if okay are we in or are we out? Are we okay I, I personally believe right now As we sit, we are outside the bubble. I don't think you're – I can't sit here confidently say that we are a tournament team. And now, have we got momentum? Yes, we have momentum. We beat uh, Virginia quad one win at home. They're a top-10 team. That was a quality victory. And then we went on the road, backed it up uh, at a tough environment. Say what you want. Florida State is a tough team to play at home. I don't care what their record is. Any road game in the ACC, especially for this team, we're four and seven on the road this year. Any road game, I don't care if we're playing, um, you know, Jordan High School on the road, that is a big victory for this team because it's a road game. And also if you lose that game, it's catastrophic to your resume. Uh, So that's why it was a big win. I think we're outside the bubble, but we have a big opportunity this weekend to get another quad one win. And, if we beat Duke at home, I think it puts us in the tournament. I think if we lose the first game in the ACC, I still think we're in the tournament. If we win against Duke, it's another qual. It's a it's another quad one win, and uh, I think that would that would do it for us. But also, you need to keep this on the radar. I think Michigan is sitting at fifty. Let's see here, fifty. I have it right in front of me. Michigan is sitting at fifty four in the net rankings put out by the NCAA. We played Michigan on a neutral court. For them to be considered a quad one win, which we destroyed them in Charlotte, you can say, oh, it wasn't really neutral. It wasn't neutral. It was in North Carolina, but it wasn't on our home court, so it's neutral. If they get into the top 50 and they win, uh, I think they have a couple more games left. If they win out and they get uh, within the top 50 in the net rankings by the NCAA, we'll have three quad one uh, wins and that's that's not bad. Um we have no quad 3 losses, we have no quad 4 losses. All our losses are actually not as bad as what people say. Uh and I think we've taken a lot of criticism for that, but we haven't lost to a quad 3 or a quad 4 team. And for as good as Pittsburgh's, let's just say, let's just look at Pittsburgh right now. Who is leading the ACC? Uh has a chance to win the ACC outright. And You know, everyone would say they have a good year. Well, they're ranked 52 on the net rankings put out by the NCAA. And we are sitting at 45, I think, which, yeah, so we're sitting at 45. Pittsburgh's sitting at 52. That's, I mean, just the the outside perspective on both programs currently right now, that would be – that's kind of head-scratching to a lot of people. A lot of people can't figure out these net rankings, but that says something. And uh, so if we're going to break down these these two wins, uh, there's one player who Sleep, I think, has really gotten their confidence up and is playing really well. And we've been kind of critical. I don't know if we've been critical. Maybe off-air we've been critical. We're not really critical of individual players right we've been critical of this team the way they've approached games we thought their body language was bad we thought their effort wasn't there at times and it showed and we didn't like that as Carolina fans uh or somebody as alums um so it has improved and I think ever since the second half of the Notre Dame game where they came out fighting uh it's been exciting to watch mm-hmm. and i think this team has kind of turned it around now is it too late i don't know maybe but at least they're at least they're fighting and they're playing the right way and i've always said that hey i can handle losing if we're going out let's go out with a punch uh so breaking down the virginia game the one player that comes to my mind is leaky black. I think Leaky's played unbelievable. And I don't think he's a knockdown shooter, but he's gotten decent at the corner 3. Mm-hmm. He's a lockdown defender. He plays well. He's starting to get easy buckets. He's gotten to the confidence uh his confidence up offensively. Last night you saw him go to the line and knock down two big free throws when they got that flagrant foul when he was inbounding the ball late in the game in Florida State. We needed some buckets like listen. Hey, we were on life support in Florida state. Now that they, they cut it close late in the second half, which has been a problem all year, but leaky knocked in. He had that dunk late in the game played really well. But if from a statistic standpoint, yeah, Pete Nance played really well uh, against Virginia. He had 22, two and Leakey had four points, two rebounds, three assists, but he had he, in the plus minus ratio stat leaky was plus 13 in the Virginia wow. game which is big, which is big. And then you look at, uh, his plus minus last night at Florida state, he was plus 11. And now Armando, who didn't have a bad game, who didn't have a great game. He had 1.8 rebounds. He had plus 13, which is interesting. Uh, but you know, Pete played well again, but I think Leaky has been, you know, become kind of the X factor in in a way that, I guess I didn't really see because I kind of just dubbed him as a defensive player, and that's it. Uh, Maybe a little bit of a liability offensively, but he's gotten his confidence up. He's running the court, and that's all I said. Like, hey, listen, if you want to improve your scoring, get in better shape, outrun people, because the highest percentage shot in basketball is an uncontested layup. Just outrun your defender. Get easy buckets. Find ways to put yourself in position to get layups.
0: Dude, that dunk Leaky Black had last night, was one of the better dunks I've seen in a long time. I mean, oh yeah I the I knew you obviously know Leakey's athletic, but that painted a picture of it that I don't think even we realized. I mean, I get it, man, he had a clean lane and all that sort of stuff, but I don't I wonder whether or not that one play at the time it came, right? Leakey's an older player. I think he's probably got three or four years left here at UNC based on how long it feels like he's been here already. Mm-hmm. But that play was like super explosive, and you wonder whether or not that does something for him, man. I mean, that was an elite dunk, um, and those things matter. So I, I'm with you, man. I feel like, um, you know, the team is is clearly, you know, got its back against the wall. There's no secret. I th- I don't. I agree with you. I don't think they're in right now. It's it's exciting how they're playing. I do think it's in in the moment. It's still too late, right? You got to beat Duke. Um, you know, we might get some help, but if you go back and look, I really think that first stretch of the schedule hurt us, right? I mean, the Alabama, the Iowa State loss, Alabama loss, Indiana, we got crushed, and then that at Virginia Tech was a was a really bad loss, right? And then you lose one to Virginia, um, that's relatively close. You lose the pit. All of our losses are close losses, and so that's mm-hmm. the other thing here is like not all of them, but but the vast majority. majority. If you take the lopsided losses. And again, you can't do this. But if you're in the con- in the in the business of fucking imagining if you could, which we are, like all these relative these winnable games, we are 19 and 11. We've had. I'm just not even going to sit here and go through it. Let's say we've had four games that we lost handily, right? That we should have lost. Okay, and then let's say that you still lose two of those other games that you shouldn't have lost, that you had a late lead in, right? All of a sudden, you've only lost six games all season. And depending upon who those, you know, games are, you know, these hypotheticals are against, Um, I'm trying to go back to the, to the rankings. My point is, is that there is, like, if you're a six-loss team, de- again, depending on who those losses come to, And you're Carolina, you're probably borderline top 10, right? So, you know, just by winning five, I think it works out to be, of those games that you had in the bag, the whole trajectory of the season is different. And, okay, why does that matter? You're talking a bunch of bullshit. Like, why does that matter? Because there are small fixes in theory, and if you can fix them, then the underlying team (laughs) is one that can make a run here, right? Mm-hmm. but we haven't fixed them. So, I mean, we're still grasping at straws. You got to win against Duke. I I think you win against Duke, you still might have to win again uh, once, maybe even twice in the tournament, ACC tournament, you know, to get in. The upside there, though, is if you go on a run, you know, it looks hauntingly similar to what happened last year. So, I mean, there is still optimism to cling to, uh, but there's also reality that I think Carolina fans need to be cognizant of.
1: Yeah. And sleep. That's part of the problem is like, we saw this team make a deep tournament run last year when nobody expected. And that's why I I don't think anybody's thrown in the towel right now is because, Hey, we can compete with anybody. Anybody. If you look across the board in college basketball, there is not a clear cut, um, top dog out there. Now, Alabama's playing very well, and they've had some turmoil off the court issues, and everyone's talking about it. But if you tell me, hey, I think this team's going to win it, I I would sit here and say, like, let's just say, the net rankings say Houston is the number one team in the country. Well, Houston has a quad three loss. Quad three loss is bad. We have no quad three losses or quad four. But the number one team, according to the NCAA, has a quad three loss. They play in the American Conference. They're not tested nightly like they are. That People can say the ACC is a down year. Hey, we're better at our worst than the American is at their best. Yep. And we we will test teams every single night. And when, this, when it's all said and done, the ACC is still standing in uh, most final fours when everyone says we're having a down yep. year. Uh, and also Houston has small guards and they've had shooting troubles. Uh, I would say Calvin Sampson's a great coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say there's no, you know, like you look at Carolina Oh nine, there's no Oh nine Carolina. There's no Oh eight Kansas out there. Uh, th- this, this field is as wide open as it's been in any tournament. And, uh, if, you know, you could look across the board and say, Hey, maybe Purdue Purdue's been pretty consistent. They have a Uh, Zach Eady, the best player in college. Uh, They have a great coach in Matt Painter. Or you could look at Indiana and say they're peaking right now. They're playing well. They just walked into Purdue and beat them on their home court. Uh, Jalen uh, Shafino, he just had, you know, their freshman guard, uh, Jalen Hood Shafino, just had 35 at Purdue. He's going to be a lottery pick. Unbelievable player. They have Trace Jackson Davis. Uh, who's playing as good as any player in the country? So
0: Indiana's hot, and I could just say, "Hey, this thing is wide open." I really couldn't agree with you more. Um, it's going to make March fun. I mean, unless you like certainty, unless you like chalk, um, it's going to be fun because there's, you know, we talk about it all the time. It's a lot of, lot of sort of parody out there right now. So, um, State Duke tonight. Speaking of. You mentioned before. I think we 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 went hot here that we kind of need state to win this game. This is typically a game where Carolina fan kind of hopes that like the ball gets stuck on the back of the rim, you know, like it does every once in maybe ten years and just doesn't go anywhere. Um, but yeah, if you need state to win, you need them to win. Are they are at where tonight? Uh,
1: they're at state or they're uh, at Duke tonight. Okay, um, and now state, now yep. our state's net ranking is 42 from the NCA. We're, we're 45. So, you know, could they move up to a quad one? Probably not. Yeah. We, so we beat them at home. I think they would need to be a, for a quad one win. Uh, let me see here. Sleep. They would need to be a top 30 team. So I don't know. I don't know if they beat Duke at Duke, uh, and then they win their, their last game at home. Does that make them a top 30? Probably not. But. uh For all you know, just the right type of vibes. I would say we need state to win because we've already beaten them. And they've got a couple quad ones, right? State State does have some quad ones. Okay. To me, state we've given state a lot of credit, maybe more credit than they deserved. Uh, So let's see here. I'm just thinking while
0: you're looking, is there a scenario that exists where state loses to Duke, Carolina beats Duke? Carolina wins a couple games in a tournament and State loses in round one because they're going to have a relatively – I mean, they could go up against somebody that's won won a couple games recently. Is there a situation that – wouldn't that be like – dude, I don't know if I would want to leave. I'd have to take my Carolina flags and stuff down outside my house if we got in and somehow State didn't because they would there would be mutiny. Now, I don't think that happens, but – you know, I also I look mean, at the product on the floor and like Duke isn't that strong to me either. Now, I you know, are they in? I'm sure, right? But I mean, their resume just doesn't jump off the page at you. And somehow they're hovering right outside the AP, you know, top 25.
1: So the net ranking on Duke is they're at 24. And also the interesting part is Duke only has two quad one wins. I don't they're understand two how seven the they're and 25. And then, you know, you, you look at NC State, NC State only has two quad one wins. We have one quad one win. We have another opportunity to get another quad one win. So people kill us for being quad quad one winless. And we went out and got one this weekend. But if we end up with three quad one wins and Michigan somehow jumps into the top 50 because we beat them on a neutral court, there, there's going to be some people that are going to have to eat their words about this. And uh this whole Carolina has no just one quad one win. Well, Duke only has two. So don't give me that. NC State only has two. Duke
0: has played one, two, three, four, five, six ranked opponents and lost four of them. One of their wins was a 68-66 win at home against Miami. The other was 81-72 win against Ohio State, who we have been very outspoken in saying ain't worth a shit. So, and a lot of their losses, you know, Miami turned back around when they went to Miami and beat the daylights out of them. I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. I, we're going to go up against them Saturday, right? I mean, we'll figure it out then. But, um, yeah, it's still a lot to be determined in, um, in the scheme of things. So, I, you know, I don't really give a shit whether Duke wins or loses. I think if we beat Duke and win two games in the ACC tournament, then and only then, um, can we and it really kind of might even depend on who we play? Uh, do we feel good, like sure about getting in?
1: Yeah, and sleep a lot of this is overanalyzing the situation. Mm-hmm. And you know, people we got caught up in this kind of later in the season. Well, this team needs to do this. Hey, how about we just win and let yep. everything else sort its way out? It's it's always easier when you win and then you can look back and just figure out if if I'm in this locker room, hey, I'm focused on Duke. This is a big yep. game. Uh, we play better with our backs against the wall. Our backs are against the wall. Uh, and you know, we, we didn't handle success. Well, you saw that being preseason number one coming out and just getting, uh, not really having the season we wanted, but you know, we're in the position to where these guys play well. And so we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm
0: very excited about it. Um, yeah, you say it all the time, man, got to win them. Um, KD debuts tonight for the Suns. That's a uh, interesting one to watch. So, the NBA, we won't we won't get too down rabbit hole in this because I know that that ain't really our bread and butter, but you got fucking Lillard scored 71 the other night. You got uh that guy's insane. He's so good. Yeah, Klay Thompson is on fire. Dude scored 42 the other night and did not hit a two-point field goal the entire game. Uh, and people thought he was done. Um you got LeBron. I was watching that game and he like did something to his ankle and I was like, "Dude, come on, bro. You ain't hurt. Get up." LeBron stand here. Uh apparently he finished out of the game and now he's gone for 2 weeks. LaMelo Ball just broke his ankle. He's done for the rest of the year. A lot of storylines, man. There's 20-ish 30, I think 23 games. I know there's there's 2 weeks left in fantasy basketball. Just 2 weeks. And then you start getting into like Yo, know, you're in the last three, four weeks of the season. At that point, uh, mm-hmm. as you head into the spring, um, so I guess what do you think? So, so the interesting debate that they've been talking about is, you know, KD obviously going to another good team, like somebody. It was, it was uh, Charles Barkley got on with Stephen A. the other day and basically said yesterday, I think, that him going to, like, that him and LeBron. What LeBron did going to Miami and what KD did going, I guess, to Golden State and, and wherever. And then KD commented on, he's like, man, are y'all tired of this shit already? And the answer to me is yes, because I think KD is incredible and would be anywhere. And I'm excited to see him play on the Suns cuz he's got a good team around him. Um and I don't know, man, I just like seeing when it's all, when everything's on the line, I like watching the great players play. And I don't mm-hmm. give a shit if the great players got to go to a better team to ensure that he gets there. I mean, like him or don't like him, I like watching him play. So, I'm curious to know what you think about um, you know, him cuz I know you played against him and, you know, kind of your whole concept of this like super team thing. I think to win a championship, you kind
1: of almost have to have a super team. Um, people can say what they want. Golden State did it the right way, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I think it genuinely takes maybe three All-Stars to get a championship. Um, and it still may not work out. I mean, you saw what the Lakers are going through. Yeah. Um, and the Lakers, you know, for weird as it's, uh, it is, and we've criticized Anthony Davis on here, I mean, the guy gets hurt. Huh. Way too often. It's never a question about whether AD is going to, you know, be good enough. It's whether he's going to, is he going to be available? The best availability is ability availability.
0: Um, that was nailed a good one <laughs> nailed that. I think it's availability Ugh. is the best ability or the best ability is availability. Tomato, 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 potato. Uh, yeah. Yeah. it's Yeah. Um, <laughs> AD the other night I watched him play like, and you don't get to see a lot of AD cause he's a West coast guy. If you're like me, you go to sleep before like 4am when these games come on, but dude, he played the other night and is just fucking incredible. He's so good. It's not even, like, fair. He's so much better than everybody else on the floor.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, the Lakers may make the play-in game, but I don't see them going very far. Uh, the interesting part is, like I've said, I want to see if the Warriors can end up uh, match up against uh, the Suns in the playoffs because I think yep. that will be very interesting. And I think if the Warriors get healthy the Warriors could come out of the West. I think they're that good. I think, uh, you know, if if Steph gets healthy, Draymond starts, you know, if they're all – all three of those guys are healthy, I think they're tough to beat. Uh, But I know Denver's playing well, and like you said, Lillard probably doesn't get the respect he deserves because, let's be honest, he plays in Portland. I mean, their games are on at 11 o'clock at night (laughs) here, and, you know, we're all doozy, and and a guy dropped 70-something last night, and we barely even hear about it. Jesus, man, that guy's insane one of the most underrated players to ever play the game. I've played against him many a times and this guy is unbelievable at what he does. But um I'm I'm actually excited because I, KD is one of my favorite players. There's two players in the NBA right now, Giannis and KD. Those are probably you know, a couple of my two favorite players to watch play, and mm-hmm. so I, you know, I, I am excited about this. I think it gives KD a chance at a championship. I don't think that was in the picture at Brooklyn. So you know, I'm glad he made this move. Uh, him and Booker, I'm and CP. I'm I'm curious to see how their chemistry is, but I think this gives the Suns a chance to actually win a
0: championship. It's just one of the things when you watch a player as good as KD that I'm always just really amazed by. Is like. Katie's shots don't hit the rim. Like, I mean, sure, he doesn't shoot 100%, right? But, like, dude, when he's, when he's like cooking, man, like mid range, up close, long, it don't matter, dude. Dude's shots mm-hmm. just perfect little teardrop up through the net, uh, up through the rim. Like, it's so pure and it's so easy and unguardable when he's like that. So, the, the the, 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 the stats that he's able to put up, just like, I don't know, man, it's just incredible. If you just watch, even, I mean, you could turn that game on. For five or ten minutes, and you're gonna see him make shots that he makes look easy. But if you've ever shot a basketball in your life, you know or not, um, just incredible. I think it makes it makes him uh, it makes the Suns a relevant team to watch. You know, I just one thing I kind of that kind of sucks about the NBA right now is it seems like everybody that's real good is at least in the central part of the country but mostly on the west coast ish right of course like you said you got Milwaukee uh, you know Memphis is good all the, you know warriors even the lakers are fun to watch you got portland's a, a good team and in sacramento dude they're a fun team to watch out there in freaking west coast the clippers right they're a big team right now miami is is like okay they're great they're a good team but like i don't know they're fun to watch uh boston meh. Definitely a championship contender and can be like kind of fun to watch, but like they don't have like the, these super freak athletic guys like some of these other people do. Uh, the Mavs and Kyrie, like Mavs were fun to watch, but they ain't even really that good a team. And now they got Kyrie, so I'm sorry, but I'm as as Mark Hume would say, I'm out on the fucking Mavs. So, um, anyway, man, there's a lot of storylines that say this a lot. NBA is about to heat up, it's about to be all you got, unless you like spring training. So, buckle up because, uh, you know you want professional sports um football's like damn 100
1: days away who do you have coming out of the east and west let mm-hmm. me tell you cuz i will say right now i'm going to have golden state and then i'm going to have the bucks and i think the bucks take it that i'm picking the bucks right now uh, so i want to hear who you have i know
0: you're an nba guy you followed nba pretty tightly Gosh, the Bucks is a good pick, man. I really do think that the I think the Eastern Conference is definitely down to the Bucks or the Celtics. 76ers, man, like I think Embiid is that good, but until James Harden does something in the playoffs, I'm just not so sure. I think Brooklyn had a chance with KD healthy if if, you know, once Kyrie, sh- you know, shipped him out of town. Um, ah, that's a such a toss-up, man. I I think I'll go with the Celtics. Um, I think I'll go with the Celtics, even though I don't really like them. Out of the West, like I like Giannis better, to be clear. Um, Damn, Bucks have won 10 in a row. Oh, they won 14 in a row. All right, officially changing my pick. I'll take the Bucks. Um, And then out of the West, at the fear of like going with you, I'm all in on Golden State. For those of you that don't know, like I need Jonathan Kaminga to win another championship. As quickly as possible. Okay, so I I truly believe that Golden State is a real contender, but in the interest of saying something different, I'm gonna go with Phoenix. Like I think mm-hmm. Phoenix coming in. I mean, you got Denver, and I think Denver's great, but I think they're not great enough. Yeah, outside of Jokic. I'm Memphis, not alone. So but dude, Memphis is. I don't understand how their record is what it, I don't understand how they're second in the West. I'm going to tell you right now like I think John Morant is an exciting player. I don't think he I don't think he's the guy that's going to win a championship by himself. Agree. Like, he, people around him. Agree. Um, and if you look at him in a fantasy standpoint, which which is very telling, like I get fantasy is fantasy, but it shows you a lot about who's who's like efficient players and who's not. And he's like 50, 40-50 in the league. The thing
1: that concerns me with job and you tell me if, if I'm wrong on this he's, he's small Mm -hmm. and I think he's going to be prone to injuries. I, I, he's so athletic. And when I look at, like I played against Derek Rose, I played against Derek Rose when he had his MVP year, Uh, one of the most explosive players, but he wasn't like Derek Rose was strong. Yeah, You could see in his body, like he put the work. I think he needs some, I think he needs to spend some time in the weight room to be honest with you. When I look at Ja, I just, I know he's crafty and he's explosive and he's a dynamic player. And I'm with you. I don't think for as good as Memphis is, I, I don't consider them really a contender. I don't consider Denver a contender. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't, and they have Jokic. They have the two-time MVP. I just, I don't think it's enough. And, and Hey, listen, if you're going to put me back, me up against the corner, I think Denver has a better chance of going to the finals
0: than Memphis. No, I agree. I agree. hundred percent. Memphis is a gritty team. So, like, they can they can do some things to, like, raise some eyebrows. But, you know, I mean, John Morant is 6'3", and I, I guarantee his ass ain't 6'3", 174. So, to your point, I mean, he's little. He's only 23. So, you know, he's got a couple more years on him. He'll start filling out a little bit. But, um yeah, I'm with you. I just don't think... And if you look at his, I'm digging down a rabbit hole here. I mean, 27, 6, and eight a game is is pretty, pretty sterling. He's he's forty six percent from the floor, which if you're a great point guard, I mean, you gotta be higher than that. So it sounds good, but if if you're a if you're a truly great, all time great point guard, you gotta be up over fifty in my opinion. What's he shoot from the three point line? Uh let's see. Three point is thirty-one percent. Thirty-two. So
1: so I would say about the league average, probably around 33, maybe. Um, And my concern is you've got to go to the basket, and that makes you vulnerable to getting hit a lot. And in the playoffs, the fouls are different in the playoffs. I can tell you this. It's a much more physical game. You're not going to get the calls that you got uh, in the regular season because of the physicality. Uh, I just, you know, I worry about his uh, availability um, and whether – you know, I, I don't know. It's that's just my only thought with him, and and
0: I'm with you, Sleep. I don't think they have the firepower just him. Yeah, he knows when the lights are on. I think he's outstanding. He's fun to watch, but I don't think he understands it. He doesn't have enough of a a team championship mentality, and this is just my. You know, fucking like an opinion from watching shit on TV. Um, the Kings are one that's really interesting to me. Now, you'd be crazy to think the Kings are going to win anything. But the Kings are good. They've got really good players. Um, they're the team I think I would – if if Golden State doesn't do it, and I don't know, I like KD too, so I'm going to be rooting for him. And I like Anthony Edwards, so I'd be rooting for him. But if he doesn't – if those guys are out, I mean, the, the, the Kings are going to be the team – I'm telling you, dude, those guys, I'm about to pull up their roster. We don't want any. They have Sabonis. They have Fox, both great players, both all stars. H- HB. Um, they've got yep, they ain't got, <laughs> what a name recognition beyond that. But they've got a lot of good young players like Kessler Edwards is pretty good. Um, Richwan Holmes isn't bad. They got Hoerder is good. They've got um Davion Mitchell. He doesn't get a whole lot of playing time, I and mean, he's only six feet tall, but he's a good player. So they've got, you know, I don't know. All right. I don't know how the hell they're fucking third in the league, but um they're playing well. They got a lot of guys that if you follow the NBA, you've seen their names a lot over over a bunch of rosters. And that tells me they've got like a, probably a really good chemistry. And Mike Brown is their coach. So, I mean, He's Mike Brown. is coach Brown's, of the year, by yeah, the way. Got to It's be. not even
1: close. The Missoula has done a very good job. But to me, Mike Brown's the coach of the year.
0: Yeah, actually, let's check in on old Sleep Dogs before we, uh, before we hit the cookie review. Let's check in real quick because Sleep Dog posted his awards predictions before on October 20th before the season started. So I had MVP, Giannis. Probably not going to win it because of Jokic and... Um, Embiid. Embiid and even, even Doncic. But he might be above Doncic. I had Rookie of the Year, Jaden Ivey. That definitely didn't happen. Bancharo is going to run away with it. Six man of the year,
1: you think he'll get it over? Uh, the kid from Indiana, then, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, I do. I think, I think, I think, uh, I think there's an element of the NBA also wanting a superstar, and I think Banchero checks that box for those guys. Um, six man of the year had Bones Highland, you know. <laughs> Kiss that one goodbye. Defensive player of the year had Rudy Gobert. He can fuck off. He's been on my fancy team and he's an enigma. Most improved player I picked uh, Anthony Edwards and I do think that that could happen because Anthony Edwards is a top 10 player, borderline in the league uh, from a t- statisticals perspective. He didn't play very well the other night, but he is he's going to be special. And coach of the year had Joe Missoula, So, I got a chance of getting three out of six. So, I didn't pick the teams, but um, let me see. Anyway, I'm
1: I got mine somewhere we'll we'll get back on this
0: yeah well, I mean we got plenty of time because that's all we're going to be able to talk about for like two months if the Tar Heels don't get it together um, guys we got speaking of Tar Heels speaking of the Tar Heels getting it together we got a very special cookie review I don't know if Big Hawk's ready but he's about to be um, a lot of noise has been made about the magic cookie the lemon Oreo and uh, today on Sleephawk Worldwide we're going to we're going to review it, but but with catch. Okay, so the 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 lemon Oreo for those of you who fucking I don't know where you've been if you don't know about this and you're listening to this podcast because those were kind of like right in the same lane with us. Apparently, Pete Nance said that he loves lemon Oreos, and Hubert, damn, Big Hawk's got a party size. He says loves lemon Oreos, so Hubert bought him a whole thing. He housed them before the game. Goes for like twenty two. Heels are back on track. Okay. Allegedly, they went to a hotel uh, at Florida State. Somebody shipped a case of them, some bitches, to the front desk. Sleep Dog, in preparation, I just went down to the store here downtown. They're sold out. You get any kind of Oreo you want except lemon Oreos. So failure plan equals planning to fail, uh, I think. But Big Hawk's sitting here. He's got them. So I'm going to let Big Hawk, I'm going to let you review the lemon cookie, and I'm going to close my eyes and just...
1: All right, I'll close I them. I'll tell you, I'll t- yeah you'll taste it with the story I tell um, alright guys
0: <laughs> Pablo maybe all some right. maybe some soft music
1: alright so here we go um, you never eat an Oreo that's not double stuffed mega stuff's overdoing it just a regular Oreo Hot this tape. is a double stuffed lemon Oreo
0: so you're not doing for- the Oreo thins
1: hell no <laughs> I wouldn't even attempt that. So this is <laughs> Pay somebody not to eat those. So I actually like the vanilla oreo you know, better than the the regular chocolate. Huh. And so I was pretty excited about the lemon, and then I ate it, and I'm not. The lemon doesn't do it for me. Pete, you're you're unbelievably good basketball player, but you have a very odd taste in cookies. Uh, the <laughs> the lemon is it's a little bitter. Come on, guys, like. Lemon? No, I'm not into it. I'm not into the there's not a lot of lemon out there that I really like either sleep. You know, I, I bite into it, I'm like, oh, it's a vanilla Oreo. And then mm-hmm. I just get drilled with the lemon taste. And mm-hmm. I got the it's bitter. And I'm just like, no. And so what's the inspiration date on your uh on your bag? They got to my place. I actually ordered them off of Walmart.com. They got here the other day. So <laughs> I'm guessing they're still good. I hope they're good. I, I just had, had Oreos, no but these yeah. are still good um
0: sleep one to ten is that what you usually do one to ten yeah. how do you um, double stuff it? you did you wait a second did you take the i mega stuffed it okay i took yes you, I took- you just said that mega stuff was too much <laughs> and that these suck because they're i bitter. just really wanted to make sure i got the limit. and for those of you uh, listening at home i'm watching tyler because i don't have damn cookie and he's taking the filling off of a regular one is it a double stuff Oh, I was about Single. to say, holy shit, dude. Took a, took the filling off of a regular one and put it on another regular one to double stuff it. Guys, I give this a solid six. Six out of ten. Just not good. Dude, I've had lemon Oreos, and they are they are fucking way better than six out of ten, dude. I love lemon cookies, lemon wow. cake, lemon this, lemon that, lemon in my tea, lemon in my water, lemon. I mean, I could probably just drink it. I mean, eat it. um, Dude, lemon is underrated as hell. So I'm going to go um, in absentia. I will uh, give him an 8 because the thing about Oreos, if you know, if you remember the criteria that I grade on, we've said it all podcast, the best ability is availability. And the thing of it is, there's a lot of them available to you. <laughs> and I like quantity. I don't want some big-ass cookie that I can only have one of. I want you know a normal-ass cookie that I have 14 of. And then set them down like I'm not coming back in 20 minutes and eating another 14. So there's plenty of them in there. They're affordable, right? Um, yeah, man. I I think I just think they're great. So um Oreos, you know, I'm with you on the thins. I'm not with you on the extra stuff or whatever they're called. Give me all the stuff, you know, they can I can handle it. Um, yeah, man, I I, I do like Oreos. I'm not a milk guy though. You put the milk, I mean a lemon Oreo and milk. That's it, man. That goes from eight to one, uh, and I don't like—I don't like milk with Oreos. I never—I don't really like milk and cookies. I—I I like milk, I like cookies. I just don't like them together. I, don't, I never really understood why people, you know. So, adamant. fucking Santa Claus and shit. I guess I, I like milk and cookies. Okay, well, it's not uh, good though. Not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, guys. We got a big one. We could get into something else, but we're not going to. We got a big one this weekend. Um, Stay tuned to the Big Hawk's Twitter feed. Stay tuned to Sleep Hawk Twitter feed. Uh, You know, we got to have it. So whatever you need to do, whatever your dirty underwear routine or like lucky shoes or whatever the hell it is you do on game day, you better do it and not forget about it Um, because it's like 6 o'clock. Oh, it's it's a TBD, isn't it? Have you decided game time yet? Six six thirty. Right now. Yeah. I'm time, time. Right in a fucking wheelhouse, guys. No excuse. You Let's gotta go. be there. You gotta be ready. Let's go heels. You got anything else, Big Hawk? Stay safe. Stay safe.